0: As an artist, I feel i also like, like a magician, so I'm presenting to you and the, and the viewer um, the magic, the experience, and it's up to the viewer to dissect it and figure out what I just did there. This is Studio
1: Confessions, the podcast, inspiring conversation with artists and creatives as they come clean about failure and success. Listen in for insights and strategies on how to live a more creative and beautiful life. That's right. I said beautiful. I am Luis Martin, the art engineer. Thank you for listening. Juan, so you're an artist. It's true. You make collages. I do. I do. What a weird thing to do, right?
0: Um, yes and no.
1: How did that start?
0: Um, I have a huge... So I'm a hoarder by nature. Um, and I just love and covet things. Like, I'm in your space now, and I want, like, ten things like, in my periphery, and I'm looking forward to when you go to the bathroom to put in my pocket, which is really bad. Um, I'm not a full-time thief, just part-time. And how did that start? Like Growing up with, like, sticky fingers? <laughs> I don't know. Um, how but how, when did it become an art? God, I feel like it Kind of like evolved. I guess it was like it was always like just collecting and picking up things and like storing them for like for one day, and then I started using them on paper, on small small drawings or whatever, and then that just became the way I got my materials, um, and just you know buying the basics, you know, glue and a pencil or whatever, and then just started collecting more and more and bigger items and like tearing things off walls and getting um, things from here and there. I don't know, it kind of just grew. And now it's just like it's full on like bigger works, complex, overlapping and a play on colors and a play with like imagery and religion, sexuality and uh, Latinoism in a sense of where I am today as Latino in America from an economic background that's not the best and what I'm trying to um, illustrate To the world that's a lot that's a lot of layers it is i know sorry i love it no it's
1: perfect exactly what i want to hear oh okay
0: um
1: but how so how does that make it into your work i mean is this does this happen organically or is it something you have to kind of plan ahead and and look for images that
0: oh no it's all like just organic honestly i feel like i collect everything that i can put things in color coordinated um containers and then I, yeah, I have a hardcore like studio regimen. It's pretty militant, yeah. It's it's very German it's of fantastic. me. Fantastic.
1: Well, also, I look at your work and I see not only the layers, but also it's kind of sculptural, right? It's three dimensional. Yes. How, yes. how did that?
0: So um, I uh, went to school um, for painting because I was I thought I'd be a, an amazing painter. That was the goal. That was like the dream, and that was like what I was told I would be. Kind of, um, but then, you know, you get to school and then you're told the truth. <laughs> am, which is? I am not a good or okay painter. <laughs> I just, is... I should switch to sculpture, <laughs> which is what I end up doing to sophomore year or mid sophomore year. Um, and then I felt after, after, after school, like, um, collaging was the best, like medium between, uh, sculpture and, and drawings. So now that the works on paper have become very sculptural, I'm adding 3D objects to paper, to fabric, to, uh, to panels. I, am, I literally made two sculptures for my next show, which I have not made a sculpture in like years. So I'm presenting two sculptures in September. What do you and like? um, to me, they're comical. Um, and to me, they are revealing. I'm looking forward to seeing where I go sculpturally.
1: And what what themes does it explore? It's revealing in a way.
0: Oh, religion, the idea of deities, false deities, and our obsession with uh, beauty and glamour. Hmm, that's pretty deep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Are you obsessed with glamour and beauty and religion? So I don't, yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Um, I don't think you cannot be and be in New York. I think New York is, uh, is all those things. God, I mean, we don't live in Montana or somewhere uh, small, not small, but you know what I mean. Um, it's New York. Like, give me your break. Like, You have to. On some, on some level, you do. Well, you mentioned uh, Latino-ness, and I think there's something very
1: Baroque about our approach to uh, our art history, our religious mm-hmm.
0: art history. Um, do you think that plays a role? I think on a super subconscious level, it's yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think all these things are like floating or swimming in my brain, um, and I'm just like trying to like get a hold of the current, even though I literally cannot swim because I'm from New York. <laughs> so the metaphors. Are you from New York? Yeah.
1: Where were you born? And born
0: raised? and raised in Queens. Um, what part? Woodside, which is like very Irish. When we Where were there, and my kindergarten photograph is me on the left side and Oliver, who's black, on the right side. <laughs> and the middle is just like white people, white kids. But by eighth grade, it became like Korean and Filipinos and Latinos and Latinos. Okay. And it was like super mixed. So like those eight years, in Woodside anyway, like in Queens just evolved, which is like fantastic. Because Queens is the most diverse uh, city or, or section in the world. Yeah, and it's so unpretentious.
1: It, it just doesn't feel like it knows that it. it's so cool. Don't tell anybody. Don't. That's yeah. the worst. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> what part of the Latino diaspora are you from?
0: So my parents are from Peru. Um, I have not visited in a while, I do miss it daily. But uh, Peruvian food and culture is like constantly um, a part of me and the work. Which is really funny, because it's not the first thing you think about. But when you like dig like a little deeper, it's so obvious, it's really comical. What are your ties to Peru now? WhatsApp to my aunts and my and my cousins. Like we're constantly WhatsApping. Um food. I'm a a I'm a big foodie. Yeah. I just love food. What's
1: a Peruvian staple?
0: God. oh, um which mm-hmm. is just like it's, it's a meal. Like you get that for lunch. It's your dinner as well. Because it's you know <laughs> you're done eating. Um and my mom makes like the best empanadas you'll ever have. Yeah. And I always like make like she was say ten for me or, or twenty, and I'll like eat them all. Like it's I'm not gonna share. Yeah. Don't totally. come. Don't we'll come over for it. It's yeah, gone. Totally. Did you, you <laughs> went to school in New York as well? Yeah, Where did I did. You go? I went to Parsons School of Design, which is like, a great uh, program that really, really kicks you in the ass. Yeah. Oh yeah. In what way? There's a critique in every class, um, and at some point, someone cried once a day. That's great um so yeah you developed a very thick skin quite early um and it was fun to see people uh, not fun but it was great to see some people like leave by december Hmm. because it's it's not art making art school is not as easy as it seems like we're not just jerking off in our studios like you know drawing a line on a fucking piece of paper we're definitely doing a lot more than just that I'm also really curious
1: about your recent residency in Colorado.
0: Yeah, I did. Um, I did the a printmaking residency in Colorado uh, over at Big Ink, um, which was a lot of fun because it was. I had a wood carve, a Japanese wood carving. Wood carve an image out of. I never carved anything ever, so I, my my hand literally hurt for a long time. <laughs> it was it was really bad, um, and for first time it was not to me it was great, but seeing everybody else do it, I was like blown away. Like, wow. So these people are like so talented. I was like I was humbled by the experience.
1: Yeah, and what was that like? So you actually how long was the residency?
0: Like about a week or two. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's it was like a quickie one. Yeah, it really was. Um but uh it was good being in a foreign city, meeting people that I wouldn't meet normally and I think for them it was kind of they were interested in seeing we're hearing like a new yorker in their realm so i guess it was great on both sides it's funny that you say uh, a foreign city
1: because <laughs> while it's not foreign it is so foreign yeah we forget that we live in and i talk about this often that we live in this bubble mm-hmm. and as soon as you leave it's a totally different ball game it's a totally different gravity uh did you experience that in, in any of your experiences outside of the residency or inside of the residency?
0: Yeah, I think um, walking around uh, Colorado, there's like an innocence in Colorado or certain people in Colorado where like they presume or they assume, and they'll say vocally, that they're a diverse city, but when you look around and there's like the one black guy sees me across the room who's grateful that I walked in this bar. Um, no. It's 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 a growing city, it's developing and it's becoming diverse in time. It'll will be there. But currently today, it's still a very white city, large town. Yeah. Um, and I think that's also reflective of the galleries that are in Colorado mm. and the museums. You can also come to New York and see the same thing about Chelsea. Sure, yeah. Absolutely. So maybe not not that different than we are.
1: Hey, want to support this independent podcast? Go to studioconfessions.com and buy a print of the cover art for any of the episodes. Also, while you're there, join the email list to get updates and subscribers-only content. Now let's get back to the conversation. You also, uh, you've made a leap. You're now a full-time artist
0: trying to be <laughs> Can
1: you tell us about that process because i think it's very romanticized and it's oh. it's uh like i even i'm like oh you did what and i'm like you know let's bring out the wine um but <laughs> really? it's not always that way right we were talking a little bit about before this about just the it's not nine to five it's like
0: yeah nine. Um, to nine. yeah god um so as, an, as a new york city person or as anyone in new york or any city like i got bills to pay i have things <laughs> to do I have an iPhone. Dishes isn't cheap. My life isn't cheap. Um, <clears throat> I, however... <laughs> um, but, um, so I, I, uh, I got an artist grant in January from the QCA. What is the QCA? Uh, Queen's Council of the Arts. They're fantastic. Um, I love them so much. Um, that helps like uh, support my lifestyle. I made some great sales this, early, this year, which is also helps me a lot. And God bless my collectors that are, you know, very random. Um, and then I did a show up state in April and that came with an honorarium. So there are ways to like be this artist. Um, but you know, it's, it's very much like hit or miss and juggling like 18 plates on your hand on your toes at the same time while you're coughing and making lunch. Um, it's not easy. It's a hustle. It's a complete hustle, and it's, um, it's not for the faint of heart.
1: And I'm hearing you talk, and I believe you, but at the same time, I'm projecting myself like on a 17-year-old listening to this in LA or you know, Colorado, and I'm like, I want that line. You know what I mean? Even at this point in my life, I'm like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds fantastic. If, I'm,
0: if, I'm, if I am doing it, literally anybody else can do it, if not better. <laughs> I do not think I'm special by any means I'm sure you can figure out a better way to do it Because I am doing it But uh, it's definitely it's, it's a struggle But I can't go back to like 9 to 5 job Although my job now as an artist is like 9 to like 10 or 11pm And all I do is like work On the artwork itself Play secretary Every half hour And it just it's back and forth And it's um you know a little bit lonely at times, sure. And it's also a little bit um, like you're you're in your head a lot. Exactly. I you know it's it's fun and also a little bit scary. I look forward to seeing friends for coffee.
1: Actually, it's really interesting you say lonely because it. I mean, and any entrepreneur will tell you the same thing. It is a lonely endeavor, just because you are the CEO, COO, creative director, yeah, secretary, social totally media, my own
0: intern, exactly, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So it's sad. Yeah, but, but it's, it's a lot of initiative, right?
0: Oh, God, yeah. I mean, there's definitely a drive behind all of this. I think it's a drive for me. It's just, like, I'm hungry, like, for food all the time. But also <laughs> for, like, this career, um, I'm just, I'm always starving. And I've had, like, solo shows, and I've had exhibitions, and I've done residencies, but it's always, well, what's next? Like, what am I going to do next month? What about 2020? Like, right now I have, I've had 28 2019, packed in and done like two months ago i'm doing a residency in paris in october wow they'll be gone for like fantastic. thank you i'll be gone for like a month um and then november happens and then it's fucking thanksgiving and after that is um art basel so that that's december and then new year's That's the end of the year um so i'm trying to like figure out always uh i call it future juan <laughs> what's juan doing 2020 2021 because uh he got, got bills to pay, and he has, uh, you know, things to do.
1: And what is the bottom line? What is the drive
0: for you? Um, it sounds really corny, really cheesy, but it's, like, happiness. Because mm. I am happy doing this. Yeah, I am happy struggling. Yeah, I am happy making the work. Um, and I'm happy when it leaves the studio and lives somewhere else. Um, I don't want my storage unit. i was happy to see things happen. Um I detest being like on my couch or in my bed watching Netflix all the day, all, 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 all day long. I just can't do that. So
1: you've been to Colorado, you, you're going to
0: Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you've been other
1: places. Would you consider any other city at any point? To do what? To live and be in? <laughs> <honest? laughs> Are you kidding me?
0: No. <laughs>
1: what, what do you think it is about New York?
0: Well, to me, I feel like it's A, it's home. It's always been home, like I don't know anything else. I don't know anywhere else. I can't drive, I can't swim, obviously. Um, I grew up on the trains. It was never like a a question mark of like, how to get around, you just knew. Um, My family is here, like my whole life's here. Like, and there's so much, and I think New York itself, because it's always evolving and changing, it always feels new, even though you've been here forever. And that's the appeal about the city that it's it's constantly evolving. Um, and with that being said, like the people who um, who come from other parts of of, of New York of the U.S., um, I guess I also make it newer each time because you might meet meeting new people and you're meeting so and so. and It's fun. While if you were in a different state in the same some town, it's the same people you've seen when you were in kindergarten to when right. you've when you're going to die. Um, but also, like, there's a certain energy here. There's a drive. No one comes to New York to just hang out. You come to New York to like get shit done. And if you're not getting shit done in New York, then get the fuck out.
1: I get that. But you know also, I rarely meet New Yorkers who are bred and born mm-hmm. who have that fire, like you have. Like there's some, there's obviously something very passionate and that fire in your belly that you spoke about that sometimes it's hard to maintain because you're like you said you're from here like this mm. is home this is the norm yeah you don't know or most people don't know that outside it's you can totally take it easy hang out by the pool or watch netflix all day yeah right how do you cultivate that
0: i think it's a i make a balance of the two i do get things done every day i, I make a to-do list every morning <laughs> yeah it's great practice and it does go into like the week um but i will like definitely like by accident, sit down and watch like some Netflix. Um, but I do fall into like these traps of like an escapism within this like busy lifestyle that I'm maintaining. So I guess it is a balance of the two. But at some point watching Netflix or whatever, you have to get up and pee. At that point you gotta stop playing it, turn it off for an hour or two and go do something else productive. Right. I like, guess like you're being your own manager.
1: And which, that's a beautiful thing, honestly.
0: Yeah, it's it's also annoying but yeah
1: where do you uh see yourself in five years have you planned that far ahead
0: so five years from now i would like to be a still in new york and ideally more productive which sounds even worse yeah um, more productive no side gigs no no freelancing no uh no bullshit and then just like more arrogant <laughs> that, that's the goal. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Are your career goals as an artist uh, museums and galleries?
0: Yes. Which ones? Which museums? Um, anyone who calls, <laughs> I'm, I'm not picky. Although I did feel like that the Whitney uh, Biennial and all that drama with the donor, like that put Latino artists who were in that past show in a weird spot.
1: So, for our listeners that don't yeah. know, can you tell us a little bit? About yeah.
0: So, um, thanks to Trump people now are doing their research on where money is coming from. And one of the donors, whose name now escapes me, um, was the maker of the tear gas that they're using on the border. And he's also on the board of the Whitney. So Also in Gaza. There you go. And so they um, voted him. Oh, he they petitioned to get him out of there and he kind of stayed and they were like, hey buddy, you gotta go. So he's gone now. But um, he funded the museum for years. And now it's just really awkward and but yeah, I, I don't blame them for showing there. I had a membership there, and I loved going to the Whitney. I mm. loved their cafe.
1: It was my wee work. Uh-huh. Oh, you know, cool. they had great coffee. Yeah, overpriced. The balcony was yeah. great. Um, it was overpriced, still is. <laughs> but I sent them an email. we were like, please cancel my mm-hmm. membership immediately. Mm-hmm. And it felt very nice. But you know, I forfeited a few hundred dollars, which you know, what it felt great. Um, and then they took him out. And then I was like, well, that's done. But it's completely tainted. It yeah, changes the game.
0: Totally. I do feel like this age of, um, oh, I hate his name, of Trump, on some levels, helping people see the truth in things. It's like a, this veil being lifted. Um, and it's, it's still being lifted. We need to see where things land. Um, and in the long term, knowing where money is coming from and knowing who's funding what only helps everybody in the long run. So it's fine. Annoying,
1: yes. Do you feel, as a Latino, as a person of color, a need to be overtly political or to speak up when you're the only person of color in a room
0: Um. Yes. especially. Being socially aware of what's happening, I feel it's very important now as a as a latino as an adult also like I'm reading more newspapers these days and I'm constantly looking like at articles and like just trying to be more aware of what the world looks like because I am one of many um and I do feel like our my voice is is as loud and as important as a white person's voice in a room full of white people. I do feel like we need to um be more vocal and it's okay to take up space in a room.
1: That you know that's a really big thing. Um and I think that's a cultural thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh our colonial past has taught us to shrink yeah. in front of authority. Um, so and be invisible most of the time because it's a safety mechanism, right? Mm-hmm. But that's a very important uh point to make take up space.
0: Yeah, it's okay.
1: Does any of this make its way into your art?
0: Absolutely. I do think, so I, as an artist, I feel I'm also like like a magician, so I'm presenting to you and the, and the viewer um, the magic, the experience, and it's up to the viewer to dissect it and figure out what I just did there. And if you can find the collage elements or whatever that indicate something, that's fantastic. But I'm not one to like be like, hey, look in the upper hand corner. There's a dick or whatever, you know. Um, but yeah. Talking about dicks. So
1: Great segue. <laughs> you also bring in a lot of gay culture into your work. Do right? I? Right? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if I caught it. Did I win? Did I, I find it. the... You get a reward. Was that an early on thing that's developed or was it a conscious like assertion?
0: Okay, Being aware that, that I was homosexual was like an early on uh, idea or a realization, like kindergarten. Um, but the works, I think, for years had nothing, had no iconography of the male form. Um, until like about a couple of years ago, I was doing like a couple of like collages and put it on Instagram. And I got like a shit ton of likes. So, you know, you feel good. It's like a little like... Pat on the back. I told my co-worker at MoMA. I was like, hey, like, is this, like, a bad idea? He's like, no. If not now, when? This right now is the time to be more more black, more Latino, more gay, more whatever, because it's about, it's a voice in itself. It's a little small voice that you're screaming at through the Instagram. And it's good that it's out there and it's, it's, it's in the open. And why hide it? So now I, like, We'll occasionally throw in certain images here and there. In wrapping
1: up, what, um, what advice do you give to that 17-year-old who
0: was listening when you were like,
1: New York is great, and oh. I have all these plates struggling? And-
0: <laughs> um, I would tell them to, A, come to New York, go to school, learn everything you can. Take every elective, full up your schedule, and like be the best in every single thing you do. Because the more uh, skills and tools in your arsenal, the better for you in the long run. Because otherwise, you're fucked. (laughs) Is that harsh or what?
1: (laughs) That's sound advice. Okay. I, I'm so glad you're saying it, and I'm I'm hoping someone will listen to it and be a better person for it. I, hope I feel so. like I'm a better person for it, actually. Um, Good, yeah. glad. Um, there might be some dicks in my collages coming up. I, can I only hope know. so. And we'll attribute it to you. So, Juan, <laughs> thank you so much for sitting with me. Thank you, Luis. And uh, I look forward to doing this again. Same here. Thanks for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at Art Engineer. Connect about this podcast and anything you've heard at studioconfessions.com. Reach out with any feedback. I'd love to connect. If you enjoyed this podcast rant, do me a favor. Share it with someone that will benefit from it. And remember, artists are precious. Art is a business.